Good morning and welcome to the Monday Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. Today is a uh, Monday FAFO edition with Psychonautics. Hello, Psychonautics. How's it going? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Happy to have you on. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here, guys. Um, You'd be really proud of me. I'm actually... um, I'm growing some oysters in a bag on some cardboard. Nice. nice. That's my my FAFO project lately. <laughs> See if I can get him to do it without any, oh. like, you know, cardboard in the agar or anything crazy. I didn't train him to do anything. I just kind of threw some uh, oyster mycelium in there and um, kept it wet and put it in a Ziploc. And I open it and fan it, you know, when I remember to and Did seems to be happy. Did you separate the cardboard in the thin sheets or did you just wet it down and then throw it in there? Uh, well, see, everyone told me that like the ones with the inks and stuff, like the oysters wouldn't eat it. So that's actually what I'm experimenting with is the um, like the thin stuff that like your granola bars or something would come in. So that it's not really corrugated, um, but it's got printing on it. And I really just kind of wanted to see what the mycelium would do. I didn't really expect it to do anything, but it's tearing it up. And I'm really excited. Most- it's Most not the whole thing. It's not covered with inks. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. going to be a problem. The well, eat it in the agar, down. so. It's fine. Yeah. I think the bigger problem is going to be if you find the cardboard that has, like, the sealant or, like, a is on um, for the water. Um, yeah. The wax that, stuff. Yeah. yeah that, that oh. But as far as, yeah, any inks, I mean, nobody wants to pay for good ink anymore. It's all going to be fucking vegetable paste. So. Yeah, it's all, it's all soy-based. It has to be nowadays because they did this big thing where they used to have that lead-based ink on mm-hmm. newspapers, but they kept killing people. And mm. um, so they stopped killing paper boys. And after that, everybody just went, hey, wait a second. That stuff's cheaper than everything else. So everybody uses now soy-based ink. Um, That's good to know. People, the only people that don't use soy-based ink is still like Vietnam Communists. and China. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, communist. <laughs> so if you get if if you're using like a whole bunch of like imported Chinese like cardboard, and it looks different. It's real light colored. Um, it's it the ink on that is not going to be soy based at all. It's going to be chemicals holding hands. So I probably wouldn't use that too much. Wow. Last time you were here, didn't you? You were talking to us about the uh, outdoor grows. I think. Yeah, and that's still there. going on. Yeah, I think I actually have more going on outside than I do inside right now, but that's okay. Hey, fruit's fruit. What do you grow outside? <laughs> uh, a Brazil strain. Nice. It's a. Uh, it's done really well for me. I'm actually kind of mind blown. I sort of thought that you know you throw it to nature, I mean, but I know it's a land race, so I guess it should have not been a big deal but it just seemed like you know uh, this is not going to take off outside it's hot here no way but um yeah i've just kept it kind of shaded and and, uh moist and i've gotten three or four flushes out of the block so far and now i've set up many others yeah Yeah. but think of it this way how many how many blocks did you waste because you thought when people told you they were garbage and you just the whole time the whole time I told you all that, all that, all that shit you were wasting is like, and now you're like, I got, I'm on flesh number twelve. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's already outside, so I'm not like really worried about it tricking out. It was already kind of there, right? That's why it yeah. went outside. So whatever I get's like a bonus. Yeah. Except I used to have a, 
plastic shelving I'd sit outside. And, uh, you know, it was like, it was a cheap ass, I think Husky brand, Walmart brand, plastic shelving. It was just cheap as hell. And I'd set it outside against the house and it was right where the sprinklers would hit. And, uh, I'd have oh, nice anything that was, that was sketchy or blocks that were in that, like, especially gourmets that fruited for me like three times indoors. I'd take them outside, put them on that thing. And then just whatever I got was an extra bonus. And, uh, can't sell the, those, but they're great for the for the house. Oh yeah, but you, they'd get huge, weirdly huge outside. Like wow, you'd, you'd have like an oyster mushroom the size of a dinner plate. Like it would just make these massive, crazy oyster mushrooms outside. How um, bad were how bad were the bugs though? Uh, you definitely want to wash them. Yeah, right. you don't. Right. Yeah, because they get gnats and stuff in them. But, uh, yeah, that is one thing I'm battling right now. Um, if I love talking to you guys because you guys always have the best ideas and solutions for things that like out of the box thinking. But I'm dealing with fruit flies right now. Um, and aside from not bringing produce into the house, what is my uh, course of action to kind of keep these guys out of my projects? WD-40 and a lighter. They're probably in your drain. Uh, they're probably what they're called drain flies. Yeah. Um, and there are little bitty, there are little bitty fruit flies that live in the drains of your house. So if you have a drain that you're not using all the time, um, or even if drains like kitchen sink drains stuff you are using quite often, the little grubs can hold onto the sides and they're up underneath the lips of stuff and then go back to free swimming and eating all the, all the good. Oh, baking, you need baking soda, you need water, and then you make a sludge, pour it down the drain, and then you pour vinegar down the drain afterwards mm-hmm. and it, it cleans it out completely. Yeah, the foaming action of that will actually get most of them out of there. Uh, a little bit of bleach in your drains every once in a while, especially if you have a guest bathroom that you're not using all the time. Um, just a little bit of bleach just left in the drain uh, will take care of any of them as well. Um, and boiling water. Oh, I love and boiling, boiling water. Yeah, murdering with heat works really <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're probably little drain flies. Uh, they're pretty common in Texas and in the south during uh, any time it gets kind of warm. Is it and, and fruit year. flies in general are really easy to kill. So one way that I kill a shitload of fruit flies is I take like a little plastic cup, usually like a little, honestly, one of my daughter's little teacups, and I mix up apple cider vinegar and a little a drop of dish soap, and I put it in there and mix it up with my finger, uh, and then right I just set it. Yep, I just set it out there on the counter, and in, in an hour or two, you got a couple of fruit flies in there. Uh, depending on how bad it is, one time we bought apples from an. Um, what do you call it? Like a, like a roadside stand from Mexico. And oh my God. It was like the next morning, there was like a fucking ton of fruit flies. And so uh, we did that and we cleared them all out in a couple hours. Like it, it works even, really, they have, really well. They have the tops that go on mason jars too. It's like a, it's yeah. a cone. So they, they'll glass yeah. go in, but they can't get out. The same thing for bees and everything else. But I, I think. Uh, Genocide is the best way to go instead of just trapping them. Slowly. Oh, anytime it comes to anytime it comes to something smaller than a human, genocide is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I concur <laughs> with that. I uh, that's how we solved the rat problem. Was uh, I took your advice on that, and um, uh, I had one that was dumb enough to sneak in the house, and he showed me his entry point. So I have since uh, gotten that patched up, and um, hopefully that's the last of that problem. Did you do the concrete and cornmeal? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It that works, was brilliant. It? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. 
And it won't, it won't jack up any other animal either. Like, it won't hurt anything else. Um, yeah, because I have dumb chickens. You know, my big yeah. goal with them is just keeping them alive because they're so stupid. Because of the way that they're, uh, they're, their digestive system works, it won't hurt your chickens at all. Um, but it, it, the way that rats' digestive system is, it just turns to sludge in them and they're dead. It's, uh, they're done. It plugs them up. Poor little fellas. Poor little fellas. Yeah, it's probably not a pleasant way to go. <laughs> uh, but hey, f you wilderness, right? You know, if you're gonna Fuck come you in my nature. house, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna come in my house, it's time that's to how talk. I feel. Yeah, it's like if you're in my house, it's fair game. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Well, I was always worried about like having like the dog get into something, or my daughter who like, oh look, it's brightly colored block of something, and oh yeah, on a road a huge, a huge green fucking poisonous brick. Yeah, mm. my stupid ass dog one time ate like a little bit of one of those uh, rodent blocks, like the, the 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 neurotoxic ones, right? And sat and shivered and shit herself for like twelve hours, and we thought she was gonna die, and she pulled through. And ever since then, I've always looked up new ways to like kill stuff without using like the the really super toxic stuff. And I was talking to this old ass dude, and he's like, "Well, this is how we used to do it back in the day around the grain bins. Is we just take some of this." mortar or like you know and i was like mortar like wet mortar he's like no like the real light cement mortar and we'd mix it with cornmeal 50 50 and then put it out there in little dishes and put a little dish of water next to it they'd eat a bunch of it and get thirsty and go eat it and it turned to solid bricks on the inside <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know what? <laughs> i'm gonna give that a shot buddy and it freaking worked like really well like so, almost too well Oh, there's no such thing. Excess is best. Yeah. Now when it comes to rats, though, man, I think I took care of seven or eight of those suckers this winter alone. I mean, just this season that passed, it was wild. Are you living where you got the stupid pack rats, too? Dude, these are big field rats. These aren't even like mice. Like, when I say rat, I mean, no, these were rats. They were big, like the size of, like, small kittens. Dude, oh, I yeah, live in yeah. Buffalo, where they carry fucking sticks across the street. <laughs> I, I, I know what a fucking rat is. <laughs> Dude, no, I've never seen one that big, okay? It, like, I'm used to little, like, field mice or something. No, this was a full-blown fucking rat in my wall. Dude, I've, I've, been, I've installed an alarm system in someone's basement. And I was working on the panel, and then, I, and then I hear something. Everything gets quiet for some reason. I'm, like, looking around, and then I look above me, and I'm circled by fucking huge buffalo rats. I'm talking not like when I'm mm. like 12, and they're just staring down at me, like, in, are we going to kill this fucker, or are we going to let him go? <laughs> no. All of a sudden, I feel outnumbered. <laughs> right? You're like, you're like, my spider sense is tingling. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> We uh when we ran the the big big ranch out west, um, we'd have these uh these pack rats and they steal stuff right and they take all but they're huge fucking rats they're like two and a half three pound fucking rats. (laughs) Well, they still yeah they build these huge mounds in like the mesquite trees. Like we're talking like you know there might it might be four feet tall inside the mesquite tree of just branches, sticks, cactus that chew off the cactus petals. And bring them in there too, and line their nests and stuff with them. They're like impenetrable. And uh, but these things will get huge, like four feet tall, like fifty feet in diameter, huge. And they'll steal anything. 
keys, remote controls, children, like oh, probably <laughs> small infant children. Like they'll, they'll steal anything, man. They'll like pull chicken eggs and take them in there. And uh, yeah, to, well, that's think? I think why we have them is I have chickens. I think that's part yeah. of my problem. Yeah, and that's it's kind of difficult. Well. Keep up the, the mortar, you'll have some good fucking cement bricks to lay around. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite way to deal with them is I have uh, night vision and a pellet rifle. And nice. uh, so, like, I get really, I intentionally bait them. I mean, it sounds horrible, but, like, I really, really like shooting rats at night while drinking. So, uh <laughs> It gives them a it gives them a chance at least. Yeah, well, I put them out there. You know, like it's nighttime; they can't see you. A big infrared like like uh, light bulb, and like a floodlight, and so I can see, but as clear as day, right? When everything's grayscale, and uh, their little eyes like glow, so it's really easy to see them. And I'll just sit there and have like you know a whiskey. And the cool thing is, is that you don't have to actually be holding the rifle, like because you. As long as you they got the crosshairs on it, you're gonna hit it, right? Because it's all like it's all like a video screen. It's like a video game. So you just hold the you just hold the rifle out there, just put it on the windowsill and just move it around and just like watch on your computer. You're like, oh hey, there's one ting, you know? And, <laughs> it's like it's, a uh, drunken drone. <laughs> yes. But if you do if you like you know, you're sitting there, you're like thinking, hey, I protected the house from hordes of like gray Chinese rats, you know, like uh, it's it's a fun survival apocalypse game. It's like, how close can they get before you notice them and kill them? It's, com- it's you know? coming right at us. He's <laughs> yeah. coming right at us. I used to do the same thing. We had out there on the old farm. We had it was a two story farmhouse, and the second story was my reload. Like I, I I'd pretty much converted the entire second story into a reloading room because there's just one yeah. giant room up there. And the far window was the perfect freaking height. Like it was, it was like belt height. But when you sat in a chair, it was like right there, perfect. And it overlooked the chicken coop. So the chicken coop was like, you know, maybe fifty yards from the house. And there would be just rodents come in there, coyotes would come in there, all sorts of stuff. And night vision at night, and just shoot, listen to some country music. <laughs> night vision at night. Got your little beer fridge there next to you. Just shooting critters out the second story window, <laughs> like a country a clock house window. Yeah, is, are exactly. you? Is this a is this a date night? What are you describing right now? Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but hey. I had an awkward erection. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife was extremely was bedridden at the time with tiniest. Uh, but before she was, she would. Uh, She'd go up there and sit down with me and take turns. And she was like, this is, I was like, I told her first, like what my plan was. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to sit there like in a clock tower and shoot the shit out of everything that comes and fucks with the chickens. And she was like, that sounds really boring. I'm like, no, it's going to be great. We'll listen to an audio book. It'll be freaking great. Well, it's like boring. totally silent and dark, you know, it's like out in the middle of freaking country. Our nearest neighbor is 17 miles. So we're like literally in the middle of freaking nowhere. And totally dark. And she was like, oh, they turn on the night vision and everything. And it was like bright as day. And she was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> just listening to an audio book and just murdering shit. It was, it was bonding. Good times. <laughs> yeah. It, does, it doesn't help that she has a ginormous <laughs> Oh, yeah. My wife's got the largest <laughs> murder boner of anybody that I know. Like, 
yeah, her, her murder boner is at least at least as big, if not bigger, than mine. She loves it. She loves murdering things, hunting. She loves that, especially for quail. She's got problems with quail. I don't know what it is. That quail story What was that, Megatron? I don't know. I think she moved. It's got to catch back up. Dinky. 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 Or it's your phone. Or her phone went black. Someone didn't put it on power save yeah. mode. You got to move your, you can't let your screen go black. If you're on your phone. Or it just. What about there now? You go. I'm sorry. My yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We thought but, you were uh, attacked by rats. Yeah, no, my wife loves, like, I raised quail. <laughs> Meat quail and, and and she loves to eat them, but there's just something about going out there and hunting her own quail that she really enjoys. I think it's a blood murder, genocide. Yeah, it's the whole like chasing them down and shooting them. I think that she enjoys. The perfect first date. That let's was kill, probably our second shit. date. That was yeah. like our second date was quail hunting. Sounds super romantic. No, I mean, what what uh, what better way to say I love you than uh. The smell of gunfire and uh, blood in the air. Exactly. Perfect. Well, back in the day, I did like, you know, my wife was like the city girl, and I'm like as country as you could fucking get. And uh, I was like, I don't think we're going to be compatible, but you're welcome to come (laughs) out to the farm and like, you know, and meet me and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm too busy on the ranch and the farm to be able to come into the city and spend a couple of days getting to know you. But, you you know, come out here and then just, you know, hang out on the farm and, and see if you like this lifestyle. So I had planned like the most ridiculous fucking like farmy adventure you could ever imagine. I was like, we're gonna hunt Jeez. for all of our own food. We're going fishing. <laughs> we're going fishing to catch all of our own food. Like then we're gonna go to the garden and we're gonna harvest our own damn food. And like, she's either gonna love it or she's gonna die. One or the other. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, this is like this is like the crucible of fucking dates, right? So. uh like, you know, the first day, you know, she came out in the evening. And I, you know, to make it easy, I had like, you know, like champagne and, and strawberries and shit like that. And I gave her a tour, like, the, you know, the farm and stuff. And I was like, hey, tomorrow it's going to be pretty legit. Like, we got to wake up early and do farm and ranch shit. And then we're going to, you know, hunt for our own food because it's opening day of deer season, opening day of quail season, and everything like that. And so we did. And she fucking <laughs> loved it. And then she was, we, uh, well, we, she she was a little apprehensive to shoot the quails because they were cute. And then uh, (laughs) for lunch, we took the quails back and I I Kentucky fried them. So I traded like a jug of moonshine (laughs) to a guy who worked at KFC and a bag of that KFC original spice mix fell off the back of the the, 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 the truck. And so I took it and I, I just took the whole quails, skinned them and, Kentucky fried, deep fried the quails of Kentucky fried chicken mix. And she was like, this is fucking amazing. And then after that, <laughs> the quails were not that cute anymore. They were designed yeah. ready to die. And uh, <laughs> she's had her uh, a murder boner for them ever since. She has her own shotgun and loves the shit out of it. And that's when actually, like, she, her, you hear tell the story is hilarious. She's like, that's when you fell in love with me. Is when I jumped out of the Jeep with my shotgun and I was running off. I was running off through the desert, shooting the, <laughs> shooting the 
shoot at the quail, you're all like, free weaver. <laughs> I love couple stories, man. I, I get such a kick out of it. <laughs> I had taught her that. I had taken her. I just showed her how to shoot like the AR, you know, and stuff like that. Because she'd never shot guns or anything before. And then the next, so that was day, that was day one of the official day. Right? And then like day two was deer season. We we're gonna go sit in a deer stand and shoot a deer together. Well, I taught her taught her how to shoot the AR. You know, I had a scope on it and everything like that. And I had a little five round box magazine, so it was legal to hunt deer with. And uh, I put her in the deer stand, and we have these the super bougie deer stands, like small apartments. I mean, we'd go up in them to play like like uh, like poker and stuff because they have like speakers are heated and air conditioned and carpeted with big fancy back chairs and shit. Like they were really big, really nice. They're like probably 550, 600 square feet on the inside. Damn. So they're yeah, like refrigerators built into them and a potty, you know, like. They they were apartments instead of like they were just in the air, you know, really tall. But uh, so uh, we get up there, we get to the deer stand, and we're we're chilling and hanging out. And then I get a call, and I have to go deal with something on the ranch real quick. So I just sneak back out of the deer stand. I'm like, all right, stay here. You know what you're looking for. You know you're looking for you know deer over here. Blah blah blah. And uh, she shoots a. F- I, I'm like, you know, we're the only people on the front of the ranch at the time. I let a dude in. He picked up. Uh, couple bells of hay from me and then he left and then driving back i hear bang and then i get a call on my phone she's like i got one and i'm like it's the okay. biggest deer ever <laughs> it was the biggest goddamn buck ever killed on the fucking ranch her first deer ever first time <laughs> ever fucking shooting a goddamn ar and any, anything at all like besides like a paper target biggest fucking deer ever shot on a fucking ranch huge son of a bitch maybe not fair two- not fair they're like 240 Boone and Crockett. Holy you know, like, shit. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Like 240, like scoring on the antlers. Like, and, and, and we're talking like maybe a, like, like a 275, 300 pound deer. Big fucking deer. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? And she shot it right and drilled it smack in the fucking heart. And uh, I actually got pictures of that. Uh, but uh, Were you guys married yet? Because if not, I feel like you got married on the spot. That was no, that was a uh, that was like day that was like day like three, and then by day four I was like <laughs> day four I was like, sir, are we doing this? <laughs> I'm like, uh, so where are you moving in exactly? You know, like like this is this is us now, right? We're, we're us, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, that was it was great. And uh, we've been like completely inseparable ever since. Like herpes and chlamydia. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Here's her little, her uh, shooting her stupid deer. Somewhere I have a. Uh... Yeah, I'll send it to you guys actually. Do, 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 do. We'll send it to Deadpool first. Yeah. Well, I'll just put in the general. I'll just put in the general text. Uh, I guess that's, that. that's where I am right now. Is in general. Yeah, I'll just put it in the general text on Fafo cult, yeah. so people can see. She shot the right. stupid deer right in the freaking heart. There's the heart of the deer. I'm holding. Yeah, nice. But uh, it's tagged it right in the heart. There are little stupid quails that she shot. Like, uh, but yeah, that was. Them some old pictures. 
Yeah. Wow. That's impressive, man. Give her a high five for me. That's that's epic. Yeah. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was that. That was pretty much it. What the hell were we talking about again? Oh, killing rats, and then went went to deer hunting. Well, the deer the, murdering we went to, uh, things. The clock tower, fucking murdering. Mur- murder, yeah. murder, murder <laughs> fest. <laughs> to this day, like one of our favorite things to do is. Because we have like legal suppressors, you know, we've done all of our paperwork and everything, but we'll go out and uh, go with like fully suppressed weapons late at night with like our night vision and thermals and stuff and drive around and shoot feral hogs. Um, and that's like day night. That's like, night. hey, we have some free time. Do you think we can make it out to the ranch? Who's going to watch Tiniest? And it's like, let's go do this. And then drive around and murder. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Modern day date night after the kids. I can't wait to go on a murder spree. (laughs) Some Texas murder. It's going to be. You'll have to come down and come do it. Uh, It's a lot of fun, Deadpool. It's a lot of fun. I think I might get along with some murder. Yeah. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So many pictures of doing stupid shit. Good God. Yeah, but uh, no, it was good times. But so growing outdoors. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where all this started. Now I remember the good out. Good outdoors. You guys ever? You guys have a grow tent set up yet? I have a in shoe boxes right now, but I do have a four by four grow tent that I plan to fill. Um, and I have a Martha tent also that I'm eventually just going to do gourmets in and put the other stuff, other projects. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan, man. Huge fan of grow tents. They're so easy to keep clean. They're so easy to control everything in them. Like I had that, that four by eight one. Um, and I just used one of those little cool spider, like, I think it's for a reptile mister. Right. And I just kept the whole damn thing foggy as shit with that thing. And, uh, it, it holds like two gallons of water, I guess, or no, like a gallon, a gallon of water. And that gallon of water lasted like 28, 30 hours. So, uh, and that a maximum setting. And I just turned that thing on like medium and let it roll 24 seven. And it would keep that entire tent full all the way to the top it like well, it was being inside of a cloud and everything grew like crazy in there i actually had to have a fan set up to exhaust the air out of the tent uh like twice a day times a day. keep it from puddling up i'll, I'll probably yeah. be picking your brain when i get to that point i have a cool mist humidifier and um i have an inline fan yeah, and you know I have that floor beast thing, so I'm sure I can rig some kind of like. But see, then somebody was talking to me the other day about turning the actual tent into like a positive pressure room, like a mini room, yeah. uh, like a clean room. Clean room. And that's a really good idea, especially considering. I mean, you guys know I'm a full time trick farmer, and I don't want to be so. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, you know, cut down on contaminants and the mean green. I, yeah, I, did you, have you tried perfect, changing though. your, have you tried changing your uh, air filters in your home? Um, 
So um, I don't have air filters in my home. I have uh, these lovely box fans with filters on them because um, <clears throat> the central air broke a month after moving here. So <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> that might be your thing. That might be your problem there. Well, she's yeah. got, she got a big, um, I mean, your, your contamination has got, it's gone down a lot. Since. It has gone down a lot. I have done a lot of things. Um, and I, I listen to everybody's, you know, suggestions and, uh, do a lot of research and I've been doing just a lot. I've improved my sterile tech and everything. Shiny hooked her up with a, the, oh my God, Shiny is a blessing, man. He is so amazing. I, I, he brought me, uh, a still airbox, big, nice still airbox. So I'm no longer like catching my arm on the side of the You know, because I'm a big contaminant. I understand that. Uh, but he also brought me like a box of genetics, which has been amazing because, I mean, he has literally taken me to the next level in my, my mind. Yeah, but shi- there you no! are. Yeah, shi- shiny's been shi- shiny shared the wealth. So <laughs> he blessed me. He is he's such a nice guy and he's such a blessing. But he did he blessed me. He took my Myco game to like the next level. Um and I I mean I couldn't be more thankful. I, I really am just like out of this world. Um thankful everyone and everyone in the community has been so great like you have like bad eggs here and there but like everyone's been really welcoming especially you know because it's like a male dominated hobby um and there's not a whole lot of us ladies but everybody has been so nice um you know to sit down and be like oh hey you know you could do this instead or tweak your tech just a little bit and you'll have better results and Everyone has just been Whoa. so positive the, and helpful. All the girls that I've met, though, that are in here, like you, Ginevra, uh, Joy, all you guys are all like, you know, why don't you just tell people that you have tits? Everybody <laughs> wants to help you anyway. So they're all just telling you what's, you know. Well, is that what it's about? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a, the type of the type of people that are attracted to this are the type of people that like teaching and helping and learning anyway. Um, you know, well, okay, there's two different types. I was you get the type, ultra that same thing earlier, like an you, hour before yeah, we started. Yeah, you get the type that, you get the, <laughs> the, the type of personality that enjoys the really complicated shit and complicated hobbies, like growing mushrooms, right? And then you get so that's type that's that type one. Those are the helpful guys. And you get type two who think they're going to get rich growing drugs, and um, they just want to pump out a fucking shitload of cheap ass fucking mushrooms. Not and it's like it's not going to happen. First off, it's not addictive. So you're not going to get a fucking load of repeat customers. And secondly, you can't do it every day. So you're not going to get a lot of repeat it's customers. Got a built, it's got a built-in fucking, you know. Yeah. Built-in. Oh, yeah. So, were you guys the ones that were telling me if, like, I do it today, when I do it tomorrow, I'm going to have to take three times as more, and then the following twice, day, like, nine times as more? Twice as much. Compound. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's compound, and it's literally compounded. So, like, if you take, like, on, on day one, if you take two grams to freaking get, like, when you get, like, out of your mind fucking high, day, you know, day two, you're going to have to take, like, probably at least four to get the same level. And it's, like, chasing the dragon after that. Then it's eight. Then it's 16. Then it's 32. And then, 
the next thing you fucking know, you're eating a goddamn half pound by freaking. Sunday. Oh yeah, you know? no, so, yeah, no. I, I it, but for me, it's medicine. You know, I there's no way I could even try to do it that often. Like it's so spiritual. Well, if you're and doing the introspective. Thing, I do do the microdose thing, um, but I've actually taken a break lately because I've been having some medical stuff going on. Um, so I've only been doing it like once every two or three weeks or so, like in a decent dose, you know what I mean? Like two, three grams. Um, and it's just so introspective for me. Yeah. I'm a big fan of moderate dosing. So that's, that's taking you know, like a two to three grams. And just enjoying the whole process instead of like being blasted off to space, I just take it as like a situational enhancer. It's like, right. hey, you know how much better Disney on Ice is on like two or three. <laughs> of fucking Have you ever seen a twenty dollar bill? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my wife was like, "Hey, do you want to go to Disney on Ice again?" And she was, I was like, "Fuck yes, I do." <laughs> yeah. the first time. No the first time about I did Pedro. that, the first time we did that, I was like, I took some Lizard King, and I was like, when they came out and lit the ice on fire, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 he, was, he was sending us pictures while he's there. He's like, yeah, I was like, you guys, the colors are amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm holding my daughter up over my head. I'm like, look, honey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Jesus. He's, he's redoing mine. It's all yours. Yeah. All yours. <laughs> exactly. I bought her this like this little lightsaber thing that she could shake around. It had lights in it. She's just fucking because I'm so into it. She's so fucking into it, right? And she was just having a blast. <laughs> I probably was annoying to people around me. But what the fuck are they gonna do? I'm six foot fucking six. You know. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> Let my kid stab you in the eye. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. My wife's super stabby, and I'm a freaking giant. So what are you going to do? If I'm going to play with my freaking toddler and hold her up like Lion King so she can look at the freaking <laughs> little guys dressed up as crabs and fish seeing Little Mermaid on ice, then that's what I'm going to do. You know? <laughs> so. Fuck them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, man, if you get a chance to do something like that, like, go for it, man. I, I don't think I'd end up, I don't think Disney and Ice would be appropriate to go to as, like, a single adult male. Right. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. You but know? if you could take, like, like some kids with you that, you know, like, you're. Yeah, you're, you need you're, to be more specific on that one, yeah. too, because you need to take your own kids to the fucking. Yeah, don't, don't take yeah. random children. Yeah. This is not yeah. this is not a free candy van situation. You know? <laughs> hey, kids, want to go to Disney on Heights? <laughs> yeah. A little van says free tickets on the side. Yeah, it's. No, I, I think it's such a beautiful medicine because it allows you to kind of reconnect with your childlike self. And for people that obviously have younger kids, I mean, I do. It has helped me like reconnect with my kids and connect with them on a level that I never knew that I could do. Because um, it's allowed me to kind of get back in touch. Well, see, I just don't grow up, and it makes it. Well, there's that option. That's option D. Option yeah. D is just don't grow up. <laughs> yeah, I call that the douchebag effect. I thought about growing up once. 
Yeah. It's painful. It's pain, painful. So I'm going to send you a picture to the, 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 the FAFO cult. Um, speaking of rats, um, found another oh, dead one. That cornmeal that shits in. Yeah, it works. It's are so there funny. are there eyes are there eyes gray like a fucking statue? That'd be, that'd be, <laughs> <laughs> that, would be that would be pretty badass, right? But that's the I put the cool spider doodad up there in the I in the chat. Looking at that right now, just that thing was cool as hell, man. It worked so well. I have two of those four by eight tents that I was gonna do, and I was gonna add one of those to one of them. I think oh. I'm decided. I've decided to go. With a ten by ten to replace my two four by eights. Honestly, I think that thing lab. would probably still do. Like, I would want to put a lab in there with it because it would be no. Impressive. It would fuck up the flow hood and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Would just grow mushrooms on the flow hood, right? But uh, yeah, that thing worked so well. Like, it, it looks like it, it. It's changed prices since I bought it. When I bought it, it was only like twenty seven bucks, but that was a couple years ago. You can get these um, things used. And just fucking clean out the discs inside on fucking eBay or something. I'm sure for like five bucks. Yeah, well, they have the little discs. Like it, it literally, excuse me, it literally is a little disc. And the first time mine stopped working to start spluttering, I was like, shit. And so I looked it up and, and I, I took it apart. And it was just a little disc. I put some vinegar on the disc yep. and turned it on. And it just vibrated all that stuff off. And that was yeah, it. It look. took like 30 seconds to do the yeah, whole thing. You, you got those little fucking chunks of fucking calcium yeah yeah it took it took all like 30 seconds to clean the damn thing and it came with like four or five little replacement discs but i never i've never even gone through one little replacement disc with it yet i love that thing yeah those are for the people that don't fucking like to learn or read on shit i think you're like me though you didn't use the breed snakes too yeah I did, yeah. and I'll probably get back into it. I am. I'm, um, I am. I miss my. I oh, miss what my. were y'all breeding? Like pythons or something cool? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I did oh, a, dude. I did a bunch of stuff. I did children's pythons. I did um, a bunch of different uh, eyelash vipers. Um, oh, those are really sexy. I've seen those before. Yeah. Oh. Well, I did. I did eyelash vipers. I did uh, white lip vipers. I did. Um, just a bunch of random shit. Like, really, it was just like, huh. And then uh, a lot of uh, di- different Kenyan sand boas. Like, uh, and then uh, rosy boas. Oh, I, fuck. Boas are, I like boas. Those are nice. Yeah. The rosy boas were really, really, really neat because there's so many localities and they're native to America. Um, and you could get, like, ones that are, like, solid white with, like, little black marks or, like, snowflakes. Uh, and then you can get all sorts of different ones. They're they're not big. I mean, they're they top out like twenty four to twenty eight, thirty inches. So they're just little cute little bastards. Really easy to get get to play with. I had, uh, but I always had big stuff around to dispose of things. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like I had a this Florida king snakes. And if you ever get a chance to get one of those and to have one, if you're going to have a, some a, just an absolute dumpster of a snake. Uh, you can't beat a Florida king snake. They're not that. Some of them are. (laughs) Yeah, you have something that dies on you, it'll fucking eat it. Uh, like you know, if you have a an egg that goes bad, he'll eat it. If you you know anything at all, 
Oh yeah, that's a big ass rat. That's a long ass tail now, motherfucker. That's Dude, that thing, he's literally just laying next to my dishwasher. This had to have happened between last night and this morning. Like he's been plaguing my house for weeks. I like wake up at seven in the morning to this bastard trying to shoot through my floor. I'm so over this shit. Well, not anymore. He, did. <laughs> he looks a little stiff. <laughs> I got a stiffy. <laughs> I got a stiffy. You could probably use him to shore up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sand, he's the new fill for sandbags. Yeah. No, <laughs> our buddy over there is making biochar. I, you know, we just fucking burn his ass and make him into legit fertilizer, or air filter, or whatever. <laughs> just like this. This weirdly shaped concrete pathway in the middle. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff, man. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, if you go to Florida Kinks, the Florida fucking kinks snake would eat that stupid thing. Like you know, I wouldn't feed it to them because it's full of concrete, but they'll eat anything. But they don't have I a digestion. Have if it's already solid, it wouldn't I don't think it would be a problem. Because all they're doing is basically just digesting it. They're not actually like chewing shit. No, but would, the, but I, I would entra- I would enchant it though. What? It would clog them up. Same thing with it. Just like if it ate a giant rock, it would clog it up. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, the Florida king snake's great. Yeah, I used to breed all sorts of different types of snakes. Uh, I had a bunch of bunch of fun. Um, I bred a shitload of Dumarel's boas once, thinking that they were going to be the next big thing, and I couldn't fucking give them away. Um, I, I started but, right when the ball pythons, when the, the breeding really started to kick off, which yeah. I, I didn't like because, the, you know, you got a new snake all of a sudden. It's the same thing as basically their genetics now in the mushrooms. You know, everyone's doing crosses. They got a little bit of a change of a color. You're paying fucking $3,000 for a fucking male, you know, $1,500 yeah. for a female. There's a, there's a quite a, there's quite a few breeders that uh, would import like massive quantities of ball pythons. Oh yeah, straight and, from yeah. And just go for, yeah, for and that then, one thing and just chase it. Absolutely anything that's different on them at all. And uh they did a good job of pumping out a bunch of crazy morphs, but that was back when you used to be able to get ball pythons for like eight bucks a piece. Um Dude, they were wild. Twenty twenty some years ago. They were wild caught, but uh um no wholesale even they were Eight bucks a piece. Oh, you're talking about the bags they got. They you get a bag of like a hundred fucking snakes in there, and you have to go through yeah. one at a time and try to find some kind of pheno to chase. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, yeah. yeah well, I buy the bags after they'd already go through them, you know. And so they were just trying to get rid of all the excess normals. Right. And so I was paying, you know, I'd have a bag of a hundred ball pythons. I, I was paying maybe maybe two hundred twenty five, two hundred thirty bucks for them. And then I'd get them, and then we'd just That's put them in a whole bunch of shoeboxes, hydrate them, worm them, and get them eating, like, regular rats, like yep. regular mice. And uh, instead of, like, we'd have, we'd always have a cage of those African software rats that we use for scenting. Oh, those you know? things are uh, crazy. The fucking little yeah. nasty bastards. <laughs> but we'd use them for, for scenting, like, to get the animals to start eating, like, regular domestic rodents. They can't and, help uh, themselves. Who they smell those fucking things? All they want to do is start biting. Oh, them. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Well, you right. kind of have to. African software rats are pretty aggressive little shits. Oh but, yeah. Uh, 
I never met one I could tame enough to play, pet and play with. I tried. No. But uh I've had anyway. lots of rats that were awesome. Like I had one oh, that would get pets. out of its cage and I'm sitting there on my computer. I'm like, where the fuck is Jack? A little black fucking lab rat, you know, the whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Jack, and he would come over and just sit next to me while I'm on the fucking computer. I was like, right. I was probably I was probably about two years older than tiniest when I had my first pet rat. I was probably like, you know, five or six. And uh I had a a rat called Squeaks. And uh just this giant black fucking rat with a white like chest, and uh, I'd take her everywhere with me. She'd live in like the sleeve of my long sleeve shirts, right? You know, and then like just like stick her head out to like eat something, whatever I was eating, and then put her head back in. I took dude that rat was I lived with me for like five fucking years before that. They live a long, oh yeah, but, they uh, live a long time. Yeah, like five or six years. Like I probably not, thing not snake long, not snake long. No. You know? <laughs> But uh, man, I, that thing was huge, rat. It's so sweet. Come to her freaking name. Come to knew a bunch of tricks. Um, I mean, I you know people are like, oh, since you had a pet rat, did you feel bad about feeding rats and stuff to your snake? No, what? not at all. Not at all. No, I, I'd feed them homeless people if I could. Right. But uh, I've yeah. had pet rats, and I don't feel bad about killing the ones in my house because it's like it's personal, and they're really they're smart. In, they're like the worst pets to have because they're, they're really invading. intelligent. Well, whatever you know, what the type of rodent that you have there is like. Where are you in? That looks like a husband uh, type. What's it called? A, a husband uh, pack rat. Um, so it is a, a pack rat. Yeah, it's a type of pack rat. Yeah, it's got a furry tail. Yeah, yeah that thing's not small. Unless that's a cup. And, is that a? No, it's a not. Cup? And I found one. <laughs> Bigger than that. We found one bigger than that that died in the yard. That's when I first started using the you're concrete in, uh, and the cornmeal. You're in, are you in Texas or are you in the South? Where are you at? Florida. I'm in Florida. Florida? Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Fuck, who knows? What kind of, Dude, what kind we of just like create mutant is. everything. There's mutant bugs, mutant yeah. rats. Like We just breed swamp creatures, man. <laughs> so, Florida, yeah, you, man. People keep, you, people keep letting them go. What you have there mm-hmm. is a type of fact that. But uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the, the ones in Florida. And well, the, what tells me it's a back rat is it's got like the gerbil-like back feet and the, the furry tail, and that thing's going to be stealing shit somewhere. It has a nest. It does. It does steal shit. I had kids' toys and stuff up in the wall and stuff. Just random shit that was coming up missing, and I thought that yeah. we had a house gnome. No, I just had a rat. House gnome would be like ten thousand times cooler than uh, house pack. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are. We had those, but they were they had a shorter tail that was about half that long, and it was silver and fat. And those would be like the the, the pack rats that we had out in uh, West Texas, and they were about the same size. If that's a five gallon bucket, yeah, they're big ass. Bucket or a, or a pail for sandcastles. That's a kid's bucket. So that I just grabbed my daughter's like bucket from Halloween or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. So if it were, if that was a five gallon bucket, that'd be about the same size as they get in uh, in West Texas. So big, 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 big. Not friendly. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think I have a picture of them. I think standing next to Mobits and. Uh, People are like, holy shit, they're huge. And I'm like, yeah, they're they're pretty good size. And, uh, 
I have pictures of shooting the damn uh, moles. I used to shoot the moles with uh, um, my pistol out when I was out in the garden. Oh, my God. I mean, I thought about shooting the rat, but, you know, I'm afraid to end up hitting something important like, you know, put a hole in my tub. Then my tub's not usable. Well, you know, not supposed to be shooting in the house. Are you talking about your outside tub? No, I was talking about in the house, but it was in the wall and I was desperate, okay? This was after months and months of torture. Is this a tug of war? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, there? those are my rat, my rat terriers. Mobitz is the one wearing the jacket. The other one, that's a Decker rat terrier. They're much larger rat terriers. But uh, they got the, the pack rat. You can tell it's a, oh, yes. a pretty good size. You told me that rat terriers would take care of it. That's that's legit. Yeah, rat terriers. Can I borrow? Definitely... Can I borrow your dog <laughs> just for like a day? <laughs> Oh, dude, she'd go ape shit, like, ape shit. Like, because my cats are useless, man. I got two of them, and they're absolutely useless. They're like, rat, when, let me go over here, away from it. Yeah, when, when, rat gets, when rats get that big, cats, uh, cats show their true. That's colors. a big rat, man. That's like double the size my... of the one I showed you. Yeah, they're pretty good size. Like, these, these things will carry off like apples, like whole apples from the tree. Like, uh, yeah, that's the size. There's my tactical croc down in the, in the lower <laughs> bottom of the picture. So that's a size. That's a sport size fourteen croc. You can see it's about the same size as a stupid ass rat, but uh, big ass rat, big rats. Now they get the better of the dogs occasionally. I used to. The rats will be out in the mesquite trees at night. Eating the mesquite beans, and so one of one of my my favorite like after like say eight or nine beers thing to do was to go around with a spotlight and a shotgun and uh, shoot them out of the trees. <laughs> oh, but kind of like, hunt, like hunting squirrels. But you got a one hand the twelve gauge shotgun. You got to shoot it like a pistol, so you just got to hold it out there, well, boom, like a blunderbuss, <laughs> and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Because sometimes if you, you know, you got twenty gauge, you know, twelve gauge shotgun out there, if you're too close to the rat, because rats just freeze when they get the light on them, they'll just peak mist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. We're, I can't wait to get back out in the country. Here, I'm tired of living in the city. We're we're just finishing up. Uh, we're waiting on a land contract, and then uh, everything will be good to go. And we'll be just waiting on the construction to finish, which should be ninety days, and we should be in a new house. Congrats. Yeah. That's got to be exciting. Fresh it start. Is. New places to grow. Oh, like, see, the other day my wife was like, uh, was like, uh, it's late at night. You know, I'm up because I never sleep. And uh, I'm sitting there looking at my phone and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, like I actually have this like slack jawed look on my face. Right. And uh, she's like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, porn. And she's like, no, ah. it's not. And I'm like, are you trying uh, to get yourself stabbed? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess whatever. And so I turn the phone, I show her it's fucking fruit trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's porn for somebody. Look at that juicy peach right there. That's the one I yeah. want. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, girl, them apples are sexy. 
Look at that pomegranate. Ooh, black mission fig. <laughs> 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 I did that a little side. <laughs> that banana, that banana tree right there. Look, it's a dwarf variety. I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back in. It just got weird. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, my wife, my wife wouldn't believe that I was looking at porn, but she was all upset that I was just looking. At the same way that people look at porn, I'm looking at fucking. <laughs> look at the cherries; they hang extra low saw. on that tree. Because your pants were off, <laughs> and you were. Have you ever seen a wolf river apple? I'm actually. I'm right so now. badly. Okay. So badly want some fruit trees on my property, and somebody was telling me I need to look into like ones that have been grafted because they're gonna grow that much faster and fruit that much faster for me. No, no, other way around. Really? Other way. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if nothing, if you would take a bare root fruit tree that you would buy at the uh, at the nursery and pop it into the ground next to something you have grown started from seed that was in the ground at the same time, they're gonna fruit at the same time. Uh, just you can take like a two-year-old apple tree and a seedling, and they're gonna fruit at the same time, just because the one's gonna have a bigger root system than the little one in the ground. No, I wanna like it. You do like it. It's watermelon. Eat it. No. Suffer. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but if you buy like, so if you wanna avoid, unless you have a very small area, you have at least like a half acre or an acre. Yeah. Okay. So you want to avoid the super dwarfs and stuff like that. Okay. They're going to only get to get maybe five to seven feet tall. But because they're on such dwarfing rootstock, they're going to struggle to survive constantly. You're going to want to deal with like semi dwarf rootstock as far as if you want to grow like a home orchard. So those ones are going to get 12 to 15 feet tall, which sounds really tall. But it's, it's not compared to like a tree, right? Right. So look at 12, 12 well, Don't you want to be you want to be able to reach the top of your all your trees, anyways? Because you got to keep you got to cut them down. There Name early. one fucking fruit tree that fruits off the top branches. Exactly. Peach. Yeah, it doesn't. Nothing. They're gonna they're not gonna get up there. And even if they are, they're gonna bend the fruit tree. The limbs will bend. Down. They're not gonna break off. So yeah, you're gonna. Uh, You'll get like a semi dwarf is going to be 12 to 15 feet tall and like 12 feet wide. Uh, and that's what you're going to look for. That's what's going to be the majority of your apples and stuff like that's going to fruit trees going to be on. There's a semi dwarfing root stuff. Uh, and when you're ready to start looking, hey, child, stop. Uh, when you're ready to start looking, uh, then there's a bunch of places that I recommend. Like Stark Brothers is a really good one, Willis Orchard is a really good one. And then if you're ready, if you just want like a ton of trees for really cheap, there's a few other places to look at where you can buy fruit trees for like eight bucks a piece if you buy 25 of them. So Yeah, but then you're looking uh, at two years before you get your first fruit, right? Well, you're, no matter what you do, you're going to look at two years before you get your first fruit. Right, right. Your first, your first year is going to be lost because it's transplant shock. This, right. And the establishment of the root system. And the second year is where they're going to put on the big flush of growth. And then... Uh, 
that next spring is when you're going to actually get. They only they only fruit from new growth, right? Uh, second year growth. Yeah. yeah. Usually, uh, now it, when you're talking about berries, there's primocane and floricane, right? And so primocane <laughs> means that they're going to be on the um, the the brand new the, the older growth, and floricane means they're going to be on the flowering new growth. Right. Right. So. so uh, if I'm planting new fruit trees yeah. and things like trick are beneficial to like plants, um, this is maybe a dumb question, but would it be beneficial for me to be like supplementing um, when I'm planting those trees with maybe some of my bag grains? Would that be it's beneficial not, to the root system? Not going to hurt them at all. Um, I would stay away from oysters because okay. oysters can't infect your trees. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I so didn't I know that. Stay, I, would, I would stay away from oysters, but like if you had like pans or cubes or something like that, it won't hurt them at all. Like it, it'd be great for them. So just dump a bag in there around the tree. Uh, if you have something that likes to create a rhizo, uh, rhizomal, like uh, communicate, uh, uh, what, do you, what am I looking for? Relationship. Mycorrhizal? Yeah, then mycorrhizal, yeah, like a relationship with the tree. Then uh, dump that in there. Shit, if you want to grow some morals, it'd be a great time you to want the ball? make a whole bunch of, of moral yeah. grain spawn and dump that in there when you plant your tree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you could grow you grow morals just fine like that. I was just talking about morals, but I think they need a cooler growing season, right? Am I am I incorrect Nobody on that? They, they, they kind of need to have like a winter time because that's when they. I think I missed my window for that this year because we're not going to have yeah. cold again for probably nine more months. <laughs> yeah, but well, no, you, right after. you can't plant your fruit trees until it's cold anyway. You don't plant Okay. Them yeah. Yeah, uh, no, it would kill them. It's... Yeah. For me, planting fruit trees happens in February. Okay. Um, and for you, it's probably going to be happening in, uh, in, in probably February as well. So, I've, I've got an agenda. Starts. I'm looking for fruit trees now. I like this. Freeze dryer oh. and fruit trees. <laughs> those are my, my list but, of things. The two, the two of those things go together so well. I was going to say, it sounds like those would work. Snacks. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the story of stuff is great. Like, okay, so we make, uh, like, apple. Like, when we have a shitload of freaking apples, I just grind the bastards up. And like super, super fine, like make apple, like cook them and grind them, like make applesauce. Like apple and then, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once, once it goes through the freeze dryer, it comes out like a, like a potato chip, basically. And I crunch that all up and then put it through the, the coffee grinder and powderize the shit out of it. And that's like instant apple juice for the babies, like oh, instant wow. apple juice. Like you just mix it with like one tablespoon oh, of that. To like brilliant. Four tablespoons, that sounds like four an awesome organic fucking thing for cereal topping yeah it, it really is great i we use it in uh, uh oatmeal and uh or muffins nothing you like you add a tablespoon or two to muffins right. so like adding applesauce to your muffins but uh, i just take like one tablespoon of that powder what are we what are you complaining about say hi i made three words you did what hi tiniest three words where's pedro no one you talks about pedro legs. You wanna you wanna watch some YouTube's? Look. So we take that uh, 
that stuff. It's like one tablespoon to four Daddy. tablespoons. Yes, tiny bees. Here. Here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, is it a dinosaur? Yeah. Well, right. She has. She really likes dinosaurs. Land before uh, time, time. No, no. She doesn't like <laughs> cute dinosaurs. She likes the meat eaters. And she wants to watch like... Rawr. <laughs> yeah. She wants to watch the walking up dinosaurs. She wants to watch the, the, the T-Rex chase down and kill something. Right? Oh, <laughs> just like mommy. Just like mommy. Yes. Like mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Van. <laughs> Dude, you lucked out. Your wife sounds so cool. Uh, I need more girlfriends. I need girlfriends like that for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, we're almost done with Michael. Actually, my good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my good friend has a. She just bought herself a bow. I was really impressed by that. like yeah, bow and arrow. Who has one of those? That's great. You'll see a lot of that. Uh, I've, got, I've got like three compound bows. Yeah, I have like my, two crossbows. <laughs> my wife's been trying to convince me to get her a compound bow, but once we move out, do it. Room, I'll get her one. But yeah. right now, I just don't want her shooting the fucking arrows in the backyard. She'll be bringing rabbits up. <laughs> I just don't want her going through the fence and killing the neighbor's dog or some shit. Right? Oh. <laughs> You, you see the big hay bale. I don't know if you got the room for that yeah. right now. We do in the backyard, but I don't want to clean up the fucking hay bale after she's destroyed it. You know, right? Yeah. But there's nowhere to put it, so I'd have to haul it off. Is or, she, or is she go back there, like practicing her stabbing on a hay bale? No, she yeah. fucking surprises me. <laughs> 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 That's exactly basically what happens without the motherfucker. <laughs> Like, you get up in the middle of the night to go like, you know, get a drink of water. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> you're like, it, it's like suddenly your spider sense goes up because it's suddenly too quiet in the house. Right. And <laughs> she's, you just know that your wife had gotten up and hid behind a door somewhere. The cricket. Just hey, babe, you look walk. out. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no hey, babe. She doesn't, she's learned. You don't, you don't preposition your attacks. You just got to do it. Sideways. Sneak attack. Like, yeah. <laughs> With a red sharpie, so you know you've been hit. Yes. <laughs> so violent. So violent. Did you guys do Nerf <laughs> guns and stuff like that when your boys were growing up? Did she get you with like the Nerf guns? We had a bunch of Nerf guns, and then we transitioned to uh, um, like paintball guns and stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. We did paint- Illustrator. There you go. Our paintball, our paintball wars got pretty fucking epic there. <laughs> Well, back in the day, I have uh, my pilot's license. So way back in the day, we had our little Cessna. And uh, so we would have, like, air fucking support, like, during uh-huh, our paintball uh-huh. wars. Where, like, you'd come by and you'd, you'd dive bomb and strife, and, you know, like, strafe people. Uh, like, so mom and dad are in the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the kids who are, like, there's this huge group of kids having massive paintball wars like on the farm you know? where you'd have like you know 25 fucking kids out there all like you know split up in teams and you're like you're coming through and just indiscriminately just any kids you could see that just hanging out in the side window and just fucking shooting out of the plane it's like how do you gotta lead them like 20 feet <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they drop a lot of blues full of paint and shit on them too it was oh shit Nice. Oh yeah. 
So we, we got we got we just like flour and mica. You just mix like flour and mica together and put it in like uh, uh, these these water balloons. The water balloons were like uh, they're uh, they break down in the sun, so they're like they're not like the plastic ones that sit biodegradable ones, right? Yeah. So we put them we put them in there, and then uh, when you dropped them, they'd make this huge freaking cloud and be like, "Oh, it's it's deadly gas." But and some kids be like, "You didn't get me." And it's like, "Tell me there, kid. Why is why is your face purple?" That that's why whenever we play, I always aim, I always aim for your cakes or I aim for the nuts. Because either way, yeah. either lift the mark or you're on the ground. So I know I hit you. One or the other. Well, it's like it's like what it's like one part mica to like eighteen parts flour. Right, it has still turned the freaking flower like brilliant fucking colors, and uh, we'd always pick colors that nobody else had. So when you throw in like the the water balloons, uh, you know, and these aren't small water balloons like big fist size water balloons. These are balloons that are like maybe three pounds of fucking flour and shit on that make this huge cloud. And uh, you know, you're going maybe 50, 55, 60 miles an hour in the plane, and uh, so when you drop it, it really sets off like a line, you know, like in the direction that like you're napalm. going. Like napalm? Yeah. But like, you know, colored flower and, and uh, it would really do a, an amazing job of coating the enemy forces. You're like, you guys got the ex gas, you're out there. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Dude, that, was a, that was the first time I can remember actually fucking spending a lot of money just upgrading one fucking gun every fucking month with the new fucking seals or a new zero gravity chamber or the fucking, it was just crazy. We'd, uh, when, when for parties, we'd rent to them. They were only like $10 per gun per, per, per part per day, you know, like to rent them. And they'd, they'd come out and set them all up for you. So if you had 25 kids, you know, you, you know, you tell all the kids, Hey, bring 20 bucks a piece. And, uh, um, that covered all of the, the gun rental and all the freaking paintballs they need for the day. And the pizza. Uh, and then <laughs> we just we just cook on the farm, so it's no big deal. And we throw these just ridiculously cool birthday parties for the boys. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do that shit again with Tiny. Dude, I fucking miss I miss that shit. Now they're talking about it. I got a huge paintball boner going. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> you could have used the paintball gun to get rid of to get rid of the fucking bear, but you had to go and attack it with a hockey stick instead. I wanted it to be personal. <laughs> oh my god! I wanted my, I wanted him to know what was going to happen if he came back. My toddler got off on something the other day. I've got these Amazon tablets, and it's signed in on my account. And I look over because she got it off a of Peppa Pig or whatever. Got it over on Cocaine Bear. I'm like, how? <laughs> Just how? how? Did you go from Peppa Pig to Dude, we went from Peppa Pig to Cocaine Bear. I'm like, what the hell is going on? That's a natural progression. Sounds like my Amazon. <laughs> fucking, uh... <laughs> it's a natural progression. I mean, you got you got high as fuck, fucking uh, Peppa Pig, whose parents are obviously high as shit, and then uh, you got cocaine bear. So I mean, it's just like you got his downers. Didn't just, even like, know oh. there was a cocaine bear. Like threw me for a loop when my two year olds oh, looking at it. Brand- I'm like, what are we doing? It's brand new. I heard it's hilarious, but fucking dumb as fuck. So it's like mostly Disney. Yeah, well, like Disney the real the real story behind it is there really was a cocaine bear. But uh, the bear, what happened was that they had found a dropped, like, 
a huge amount, like 20 kilo bat, like thing of, uh, of co- uncut cocaine. And the bear ate it, but he died like 20 feet away. Like that right, was cocaine there. Yeah. Like literally they found him with his like oh, his damn. airway completely shoved full of uh, the cocaine. And like, you know, he's got like a solid brick of cocaine in his, his guts. But uh, and he but he died. Like, you know, you can't do, even if he's even as a freaking bear, you can't do 20 kilos of fucking coke and expect to live. But uh, he, he had tried. a hell of a time there for 15 minutes. <laughs> for about 13 <laughs> seconds before he must have not felt anything. Felt nothing. I want to tell a story, but I don't think this is the right place for this story. No, <laughs> little little uh his heart went like a little hummingbird until it popped like a meat balloon in his face (laughs) yeah if you're gonna plant fruit trees do not plant uh do not use your uh like your grain spawn from uh or anything that has the oysters oysters will infect your fruit trees i didn't know that's really good information see these are the nuggets of information that i really appreciate little stuff like that i would have never thought about that it won't hurt your fruit trees unless your fruit trees get damaged, like uh, like say frost damage, oh. or, or don't... like the bark splits or something mm-hmm. like that. Or you get bores or something like that. As soon as its immune system gets fucked up, those damn though those uh those, those mushrooms are just gonna take the fuck over and kill it and then fruit like crazy. And don't oh, make the mistake of winterizing your if you're gonna bring them in the house or something like that. Like if mm-hmm. you have like lemon trees, don't do that. If you have a last, okay. Then, uh, I think I believe Farrell made that mistake once. For which in, one? Uh, when you brought your citrus trees into the fucking uh, into the tent. Oh yeah, not a good idea. Are we talking like mites? What are we talking about? No, I ended up with a just a, just a shitload of shit. It was not cool. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I brought my. I already got I that. My, I don't need any more. Yeah, I brought my fruit trees inside because it was going to hit like negative twenty degrees. We had some crazy Arctic blast, and so I brought the fruit trees inside, and then everything got tricky, like tricky, tricky, trick. And I was like, I was so pissed, and I was like, it's not fruit trees, because I've been dumping like my grain spawn on the fruit trees. It got like you know, they got jacked up because I grow the fruit trees in like huge buckets. That I can move around with a with, with a hand truck or a dolly, and uh, so just to move them different time of year, I can move them different places. But I mean, most of these lemons and limes and stuff—they're not big trees. So just growing them in like a forty-gallon bucket is plenty. And uh, uh, yeah, so I would just dump it all the grain spot on them, and I didn't ever freaking even think about it. I was like, it's gonna get cold. I'll just bring them inside and put them in the living room. It smells great because they're right in the middle of fruit, like like flowering. And so the house smelled great, but then it just killed it. It just fucked everything up. I had to change every filter in the house, UV light, the vents. Like, uh, it was it was the best. Yeah. Finally got under control. It was a mess. That's, that's a lot of air scrubbing, man. Yeah. Or a UV light. It was a mess. Yeah, I ended up UV lighting the vents, and then. Uh, what uh, about those ozone machines? Do you think that would knock trick out of the air? No. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it might help, it, it, but I don't. I don't think so. 
it, it would the stuff that bypassed that from the airflow would be enough to just re fucking circulate it in the house. Yeah, so there, there, you'd never be able to do enough because it would reproduce so quickly. It, it wouldn't be. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would matter. But a UV light in the vents works really well. Uh, like one way in, one light, way out. Right. Yeah. That uh, that that works. That works pretty darn good. Um. And then changing all the air filters. Like, I changed the filters on everything in the house, like, twice. I changed it right after I had the trick problem. UV lighted the vents for, like, a week and then changed the filters again at the end of the week. So it was pretty expensive to change all the filters. But uh, it was worth it. I mean, it got rid of knocked everything down. It didn't have back to baseline, which was which is very little uh, contamination issues. Yeah. I don't really remember... I, I I think the whole living in New York is great for non non uh, contams because I hardly ever get any. Yeah, because it's cold. cold. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's why I said it. I mean, it's cold to keep it in the house and keep it gives all the fungus uh, easier time because they'll grow slower, but they'll still keep growing. Now everything else, on the other hand, will not. They'll fucking freeze up. Yeah, here it's it's warm. Everything grows, man. You can just. Like, just like, you know, Florida, you can spill seeds on the ground and the things are going to fucking germinate. So, uh, like, it, it's really easy. We get really pretty regular rains, and uh, it's really easy to, to grow stuff. We're in a subtropical kind of environment. So everything's going to grow. Like, if you, you're you going to have to use in a grow tent and turn it. You're going to have to have a dedicated sterile area. So whether that's a room and you shower before every time you go and play with your freaking stuff, or if you have a grow tent and turn that into your your Lab. sterile area. Yeah. Positive pressure. I think I'm leaning to that. Yeah, that floor beast that I showed you. I think I'm going to yeah. hook that up. And my um, friend was telling me to have it in another room and use a ducking system and bring it into the the tent that way. That way, it's not disturbing the air in the lab. Well, I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's a floor. That's an air scrubber. I yeah. think it's perfectly fine to have it in the same room. Okay. I, I thought if it was me, and I was, I had one of those like really badass HEPA air scrubbers I used for like like mold remediation and shit like that. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna leave it outside the tent, put it in the bottom of the tent, the the bottom air intake of the tent, right? And then just have just have the air outtake. Like uh, I'd put a fil just you know like one of those inline duct filters. On the air out blowing out of the tent as mm-hmm. well. So I'm catching I'm catching the spores that I'm also spores creating too. inside the tent yeah. that are out now not being recirculated back into the house. And uh because uh, if if you miss like growing or growing your uh gourmets, if you miss it by a couple of hours, you could dump some fucking spores, like a huge amount. Like uh man, Reishi, or Reishi, or whatever the hell you want to say it, will dump right. Cops of fucking spores, like, like the antler ones. Well, yeah. they're only antlers until they get the fresh air, and then they come yeah. out. Oh, but they'll have like a quarter. They'll have a quarter inch of fucking spores on top when they go ahead and they cone out. It's yeah, crazy. like it's it's not even funny, man. Like they they will really put out. Like you could literally har- harvest them with a tablespoon. Like there's other spores on top. So well, if, if you miss them, they by, have yeah. If you miss them by a couple hours, it's like chopping. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then same with one of the things is that 
about gourmets and why you don't see people growing gourmets long term that they're not wearing gas masks is right. gourmets oh. sensitize to themselves so and that's one of the bad what? parts about growing yeah that's one of the bad parts about growing gourmets is that uh especially your um what the fuck are they all your trumpets all your different types is that they will they will sensitize you to their spores so you might go a couple of months. You might miss a couple of like times and have like them drop. There's pretty little pink spores and shit everywhere. But then one day they're going to drop them and you're going to have the worst hay allergies of your fucking life. And then they're going to just get progressively worse from there to where you'll go hides and shit. So I know that like uh, people. Oh, no, like, thank you. Want... Well, it's perfectly fine. You just wear, just wear a HEPA mask. Well, that's like, a... the same one I wear at work. Like just. Wear your freaking mask when you're going to... The go ones with the filters in the, in the houses? on the sides, right? That yeah. big... Okay. Yeah, but the people that, have the... The, that grow in the house and they and they let the shit, like, sporulate, even in a tub and shit gets out there. I mean, if, you yeah. have, if, if you're letting it sporulate and in, in the house, it's going to happen to you eventually. Only because Yeah, you're going to get sensitized to it. Yeah. And uh, I've seen, like... Like me, it makes my like I grew gourmets for years and sold them like huge amounts of them, and it would make my nose freaking itch like I or and my skin itch like I got fiberglass on me. Um, or you're going to buy a have, ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't do drugs. Nah. <laughs> I don't don't do coke. I just like joking about it. But uh, cocaine bear thinks so. <laughs> Well, there was there's a funny cocaine story. I'll tell you about it. But uh, uh, no, we I'd wear that. I'd wear their mask all the time, and it didn't bother me at all. But I, I wear my mask all the time for work and uh, just different places I want to go. I wear it because I don't want to catch anything from people. Also, not just because of COVID, but I find that I don't like smelling the homeless people, and that thing works really well. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Nice minty fresh. Just pop a bit before you put it on and just live in your own little minty fresh world. Anyway, cocaine story. So we picked up this guy. <laughs> we picked up this fucking guy like he was a, uh, a lawyer or some shit. He was like some professional guy. And uh, he was, he got a DWI for a cocaine. Right? And uh, he opted to go to the hospital. I'm telling you right now, guys, if you get pulled over for a DWI or DUI or doing drugs or whatever like that, and you decide you have incarceritis, right, which means you don't want to be incarcerated and suddenly think getting out of it by going to the hospital with the ambulance, it's not going to happen. They just follow you to the hospital, but now you have a hospital bill and an ambulance bill, right? So it's we call that incarceritis. Nice. They're scared of being incarcerated, so they think they can get out of it by going to the hospital. So this guy's like, you know, in the back of the ambulance, and he's just, he's like, he's he's a cocaine enthusiast, right? He's just telling us about how great it is and how he gets so much done while he's on coke. And he's just like, you know, he's he's like the ad boy for fucking coke, right? He's like, man, yeah, you don't have to do a lot of it and be like really addicted or anything. Like nobody knows I do coke. I just do it all the time, man. I just like, get so much done, like so much done in my everyday life. I used to drink a lot of caffeine, man, but like I could do just a little bit of coke now and do like five times as much. And I'm like, 
Yeah, except that now everybody's going to know you're on coke because your face is going to be in a paper for a DWI on drugs. And you lost your driver's license and you have a DWI for drugs on your record. And you're going to jail because they found not a little cocaine, a lot of cocaine on you. Like, your life is over. Goodbye. Anyway, I didn't say that. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Coke sounds great. And um, so after that, we were like, me and my partner were sitting there like, dude, that guy was like the like a preacher for Coke. Right? And so we came up with this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, we came up with this sermon for cocaine, right? We're like, our Lord and powdery savior, cocaine. Uh-huh. And then like the whole crowd's supposed to like make a big snorting sound. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so we. Yeah, and everybody takes a bump. Yeah. We made the the church of cocaine, uh, which would be a great sticker. Thank you, baby crack uh, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was just really funny because we just like sit there. It's like 3 a.m. And we just like came up with this like this whole sermon about cocaine. Like, well, cocaine! Would it, and wouldn't that be where it is though? You wouldn't would you have that sermon at three o'clock in the morning on a, yeah. On a Friday? Yeah, that sounds Friday about night, the right time frame. Mm-hmm. That's two, three in the morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was, it was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. So we actually have it all written down, but it's on my phone or I'd read it to y'all. Uh but and Tanya is just currently uh, behaving and she's dinosaurs chase other don't, dinosaurs. Don't move so, too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> no sudden she movement. She can see you if you're still. Yeah. Her vision is, is your vision is moving things. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. But we get all sorts of types of people. You never see any ad, anybody really advocate for meth. You seem advocating for cocaine, though. I don't know. Yeah. I've never actually done meth so i don't know what what it i mean i know what it does because i've seen it usually the you know the toothless people I mean, yeah but yeah don't know not a big drug person man i don't i don't even i don't i do mushrooms that's just pretty much if it. i can't grow it i don't think i want it you know what i mean like i want to be able to grow it myself i know what went into it i know what it is there's no mystery <laughs> there's no middle nowadays man. right Especially nowadays, well, the fentanyl is just going all over the place. You know, you got- oh, I so I so rarely even do edibles. Like I like like my wife occasionally gets me some edibles, like some fancy ones from Colorado or something, little gummy worms and shit like that. But like one package will last me like eight or nine months because I'll so rarely do even that because I, I get drug tested at work, you know and. If anything goes wrong, someone dies, I get drug tested. If we get a fender bender, I get drug tested. If I piss somebody off too much at work, I get fucking get drug tested. Right. I might as well just get constantly drug tested, right? Because I'm always pissing people off. And uh, it's like, that's just not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it to me. I don't, like, I don't so like what edibles. I, what I get like, out of, yeah. yeah, what I get out of weed, it's, it, it's, it, it's not, to me, it, it's not one of those things that I, appreciate or enjoy uh like even smoking it like it's just uh, it's not a if you want to take a nap just take a fucking nap <laughs> yeah exactly like it's it's not my thing I, I get it for other people like for my wife she's like super fucking add and adhd and she just smokes a little bit of weed and then now she can sit there at work and be a fucking super genius uh it calms the fuck down and focuses her uh which is weird but hey it works um okay. 
but uh, she works from home and what she does for a living, it's perfectly acceptable. So, uh, yeah, cool. But for me, not a big deal. I'd be like, I'd be totally fucking worthless. And I don't like being worthless. I've got too much shit to do. I don't want to just sit there and stare off into space with my head feeling really heavy. Uh, right. Give me a little bit of fucking mushrooms and let me go be creative. Right. You know, that kind of stuff's what I like. In the right dose, it actually gives me energy. It makes everything a little brighter. Everything's a little energetic. You stack it with some lion's mane, a little B vitamin, and man, that shit is uh, is amazing. And it's better than any pharmaceutical I've ever. Yeah, yeah, it's why I like moderate doses. It gives you energy. You feel great. You want to get some shit done. Really opens up the neural pathways. If you're doing real something real creative, like you can. You can get some really cool stuff. I've designed so much cool shit, yeah. like uh, like on a little bit of mushrooms, like drawing or like you know CAD work, where I'm catting out the new garden or something like that. Oh man, came with some cool ass ideas I would have never thought of. Like what? Yes, I should totally kind of recapture that water. You know, like cool yes. <laughs> do what you do with painting shit. You do that shit. It'll take me like days to finish like one painting. And you do a little bit of that. I'll go through like five canvases in about four hours. <laughs> you know? Nice. I've never tried painting. I imagine I'd be terrible at it. Yeah. I have a little bit of an artistic <laughs> bug. A little bit of an artistic bug. I, I like that kind of shit. <laughs> we were just, we were trying to work last night in the, uh, in the chat room about the new, uh, the new patch I want to make or the new emblem I want to make. And what I just and, saw uh, with the fucking squid. No, well, that one's going to be a challenge coin. Yeah, we're going to make a like like a Fafo cult challenge coin to give away uh, and sell. It'd be pretty cool. Is that kind of like the gold like, coins from John Wick? You know, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that. Or like the military challenge coins. You know, right? Sub coin. get the military. No. Yeah, it's really cool. But uh, no, we were talking about making the the new the 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 patch for the the Department of Ethical Human Trafficking. Nice. So uh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the the defect. Yeah. The problem of ethical human trafficking. Uh so uh what it is is basically you want to have this patch that looks like a Department of Homeland Security patch, but it has like a stripper pole and then like a prostitute and then like you know just a couple other things on there. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, it's like it's for department for ethical human trafficking. It's like we just want to control it, so that it's yeah. ethical. As long as we get taxes, control. we're good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. everything's legal when you have taxes. Yeah, yeah. but because uh, <laughs> they, they've been there, they've been there's been a whole bunch of really bad human trafficking happening uh, right now with the border and everything like that, and people just like smuggling in kids to sell to sex shops in Alabama and shit. So. There's been tons and tons of these posters everywhere. Of like, be on the lookout for blah, 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 blah. And I was like, but how come nobody cares about the the other sex trafficking? Like, you know, like where, where you know, people are forced to be strippers and hookers and shit like that. And I was like, you know what? We need a department for ethical human trafficking. <laughs> Just <laughs> making sure it's all free range and free will. <laughs> <laughs> free range hookers. Yes. <laughs> Pasture grown. Pasture raised. Uh, there'd be street raised, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like urban raised, urban farmed 
Uh, <laughs> what, do you call, what do you call it when you have to let him out of the room for like three hours? They can do what they want, even though they don't leave. You know? It's, yeah. Cage free. Cage, that's what it is. Cage free. Yeah, it's cage free, uh, cage free hookers. Yes. Doesn't have to be like, like pimp free hookers too. This is this is gonna be in a beautiful, beautiful sticker and a beautiful patch. It'll have to put it on the Etsy. <laughs> oh shit! She let her phone go black again. <laughs> no, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. She, she, is that... she pulled the. There you go. There, back. sorry, my bad. Yeah, you let your phone die. Is that your way of doing a goat bleed? <laughs> <laughs> this has been a fun episode. Right, right. We tried to do the call-in shows, but then we we ended up with a couple of callers, and then people would just like, now nobody else would want to call in. Like, I don't know, man. It sounds like it sounds like like scary. I'm like, dude, we're fun. We're easy to talk to. We're not scary. A lot of people talk shit. They're like, I can't wait to come on there and I learn you something. Then you come on, they're like, the, what size is your armpit? I'm like, what? what? No, we had that lady come on that was like, uh, like I'm a bad bee. I'm going to come on there and ask you about your dick. And she did. We're like, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Do you want a do you want a, do you want a picture or what are you talking? About? Yeah. <laughs> no unsolicited dick pics, please. Thank you. <laughs> Only the solicited well, ones. Well, that's the only way I send them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're expecting it, it doesn't get quite the effect that I was hoping. For. <laughs> yeah, we we mostly go for revulsion around here. I, 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 I prefer shock and awe. Not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I don't deal with solicited. <laughs> the penis of war. <laughs> I like to call my cock. The warcock. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Is we that had a perfect one? spot for that poster. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I have the poster? It's the giant warcock. Nice. <laughs> that thing is epic, by the way. Yeah, I know. Where, Where are you hanging that in the house? Right on the mantle when you walk in. That's the first thing you see. That's my oh. warcock. That, that, that should be like the placemat right outside the front door. You know? <laughs> well, I'll put it th- I'll put it wherever my wife will let me. Probably in the room. Yeah, it, it, the inside have... inside of the closet on the door, so you can only see it when you <laughs> currently it resides uh right right under the TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh it, I like it a lot. So I'd be grabbing her phone, turn it as a screensaver, so every time she turns on her phone. Mobitz doesn't want to watch it. She you can't chase her with the tablet. She doesn't care about watching. Be a good girl. She's trying to chase the dog with the tablet. She's like, look, look. And she's trying to show her a picture of another dog on the tablet. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you're shoving it in my face. You know, she's the dog's like, help, help. Yeah. Mobitz loves tiny ants. They love each other. But Mobitz doesn't understand sometimes what the stupid ape human wants to do. Like, why are you trying to show me this flat device? I can't smell it. It, you know, it's a two-dimensional picture. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
like, gnawing you know, on the corner. What is it? Is it food? Is it a biscuit? Yeah. What am I doing with this thing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know because I have a dog, and my dog will sit there, and if there's a squirrel that comes to the <laughs> TV screen or a cat, my dog will sit next to me and look at me, and then look at the television and be like, "Are we gonna? Are we gonna kill this fucking thing? What, what's going on?" And I was like, "So I, I think my dog can see that shit on the television, so she can put it together, and she knows what she's looking at." Oh. Yeah, they're smart. Mine's dumb. She eats bees and chickens. Anything that flies, actually. But recently, it's been bees and chickens. I just can't wait for that vet visit. Your, your chickens is old as shit. No. Well, what's a what? A, what kind of dog you got? I've got Mine's a, a rescue. You got a pit bull? Yes, ma'am. Piper. I love pit bulls. They're so sweet. She's black with a little bit of white on her chest. Like my, They're so like rotten, head. and they have, like, my, my mom's got a pit bull, and he's got, like, major separation issues, dude. He's such a big baby bitch. <laughs> my, my pit bull was the runt of the litter, and she I rescued her from, let's just say, a brothel. Not That wasn't a brothel. <laughs> I, I, used to, I, used to, I used to drive the girl around. I used to be, like, a taxi, kind of. Uh-huh. So you used to pick up gonna, hookers. Is that what you're a, saying? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I used to drive them around. I used to drive them around. Yeah. Was, that's, that's yeah. A that's okay. A and what? That's a Were you wearing a, no, a, no. a purple anyways, velvet coat and like, you know, yeah. fancy shiny shoes? <laughs> but, but she called me one day. She's like, my dog won't eat and it won't stop whining and whatever. So I, I said, okay, I'll go. Because I went, to, I went to school for that stuff. So I went to go put the dog up. And it was something wrong with it. I get to the vet. Turns out while she had this dog never been seen outside, it ate a fucking syringe needle. And it got in lar- it got um, caught in her fucking trap. So I, so I took the dog, got surgery, everything else. He doesn't save this fucking bitch. Try to get the dog back. Um, after I had it for two months when she realized that, uh, you know, whatever. But... Uh, but ever since then, we've been inseparable. But she's a, she was the run of the world. But I'll throw a three-foot log about seven inches thick down the hill because that's the only way I can tire her out because she'll go down there, grab the fucking log, drag that log all the way back up and hand it to me to throw it back down the fucking hill. So Damn, I love my dog. Son. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. No, don't play with that, kid. Not now. We've made it this, this far. You don't need to hear about Bruno. What happened to Pedro? <laughs> what about Pedro? <laughs> Good times. All right, guys, you have any other questions, Psychonautics? No, it's been great, guys. I appreciate you having me. Oh, man, Thank we appreciate coming. it. It's been a lot of fun. All right, guys, so normally at the end of everything, we try to go around and say something positive. And uh, we always start with Deadpool just because we like to throw him under the bus. Deadpool, what do you got for us? Okay, well, how about this? Um, if you no, that sounds too positive. If you fail, keep trying until you can't fail anymore. Now that doesn't make sense. That sounds. I'm gonna keep with that one. I like that. One. <laughs> just, just fail until you die of failing. Yes. Yeah. Keep on failing. Yeah. Fail, fail forwards. forwards. There you go. <laughs> That's politics. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Yeah, Tony. We see we can hear you. Yeah. 
Pedro. And what about you, Psychonautics? What do you got? So, I don't know. I told someone yesterday, I'm like, you know, you just got to keep showing up every day. You just got to keep showing up. Even on those bad days, man, just keep showing up. You're your own main character, right? You get to dictate how your story goes. Sometimes we don't have control of the circumstances. We got to, like, ride the wave. But, you know, just show up. Keep showing up because eventually, you know, things are going to get better. Keep your head up. Best foot forward. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. That's really good. I can completely regret that notion. <laughs> mine's going to be patience. Patience is the key to most things, whether it's raising a toddler, growing mushrooms, mycology, <laughs> starting a garden, anything, or researching or learning a new skill is patience. Sometimes it's great. And we remember, we forget the type of personalities that are attracted to this, like to jump into everything, just balls deep right off the bat and, and, and starting the <laughs> Start in the middle and try to figure out both ends. Who but told you that? Patient. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, that'd be me. <laughs> patience is the key. You will get. I jumped in head first. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm figuring it out now. You can always you can always come to our uh, Discord and meet a whole bunch of like-minded people that are going to be happy to help you, uh, and not talk shit like you're going to find on Reddit and everywhere else. Oh, I mean, I so, will talk shit for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but the fun type of shit. In a learning fashion. So you. <laughs> and you guys got to stop just... being scared to come on here because these guys are awesome. They're the most in, like amazing people to talk to. They've been doing this for a long time. They're willing to answer all your questions. And there's a lot of times there's like labs going on. Deadpool's really good about that. So if you're confused on something and you have questions, sometimes you even get a live demonstration. So don't sleep on that, guys. I just do that shit, right? What questions you got? I'll just fucking throw that shit right in front of the fan. Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. So, as usual, if you're looking to get uh, any sort of substrate or grain spawn, something like that, you can always hit up Deadpool in the Discord, get a hold of him that way. If uh, you want to come and throw a couple of dollars towards us uh, right now, basically, it's just me. Uh, Where my G string? Our uh, podcast and <laughs> all of our different things that we're doing. If you would like to support us, we promise to use the money only for debauchery and to keep the podcast going. Uh, you can send us money at our Venmo, which would be Fafo Colts, or at our Cash App, which is a dollar sign Fafo Colt. Uh, you could, if you want to send us a question via email, you can always send it at uh, Fafo Colt at gmail.com. We have an Etsy store. It is going to be the Fafo Colt.etsy.com. Discord. Discord. And our Discord, yeah, the Faffical Discord, the link will be down at the bottom and then in the show notes. Down here, you can always get a hold of us that way. Anytime you want to get a hold of anybody, you can find us generally in the Discord. Send us a message. Happy to talk to you. Uh, with that, guys, I uh, appreciate you coming on Psychonautics, and we'll have this one up for everybody to listen to here shortly. Thank you, guys. Much love. Thank you for coming. Much love.